Hello and welcome to the second episode of this Fresh Ears mini-series, where we're pulling out some of the lessons we learned in Series 1. I'm Neil Cowling, the founder of Fresh Air Production. And in Fresh Ears, we speak to our clients and producers about the branded podcast series we've created to hear about the journey they went on in order to make their podcast idea come to life. For these compilation episodes, we've pulled out some common themes in the hope that they'll help you if you're thinking about starting your own branded podcast series. In this episode, we're talking about formats. Once you've decided a podcast is a good idea, then you need a shape and a reason for people to listen. Let's just have some people chatting isn't a format. Can we have the CEO talking to the marketing manager is kind of a format, but it's rubbish. The format is absolutely key to the success of a podcast. How the series chimes with the listener in the first place how it entices contributors, how it keeps the audience's interest, and how it defines your brand in the general podcast market. So how do you decide how to use the audio medium to get across what you want to say in a way that the listeners will actively want to hear? We'll start with I Am, I Have from the mental health publication Happyful Magazine, hosted by Lucy Donoghue. A head-to-head interview style can risk being a bit open-ended, but they solved this with a lovely, simple idea. So I wanted to have a format that had pillars to it so we could progress through the conversation, but starting off with questions about what is important to someone before we talk about their mental health, because mental health or mental illness is a part of who we are. So people who we interview send three I am's, in advance so it might be something they're passionate about Aaron Harvey talked about his OCD but one of the things he was passionate about was surfing so he talked at length about how surfing actually helped with his OCD because it was he had to give himself up to the sea he couldn't think he couldn't ruminate when he was doing that so the idea is that they send me in advance three I am's and we talk about that and the last question is I have it might be I have anorexia I have OCD so we talk about that and then the last question now which is is a slightly changed one is if you could meet yourself in 10 years time what do you hope they'd say to you so there's a bit of forward looking when people leave they need to leave with feeling like they've come to a place of rest on that conversation I don't want that to sound too earnest but actually I think you have a duty of care when you chat to people about their mental health not to have them leaving the studio feeling worse than when they came in. In between main interview episodes Happyful also creates specific episodes called How It Helps with individual experts speaking about the work they do. The idea is to talk a little bit about therapies and how they can help or specific subjects. So in the first series, we did anxiety, couples counselling and anger management and bereavement. So the idea is that you can listen to a specific topic or a specific type of therapy and understand how that might relate to you. So hearing directly from a qualified therapist about what might help was really important for us to to kind of continue to promote the idea of talking as opposed to listening to people telling their stories and perhaps it resonating. We want to have an opportunity to help people move towards the help they might need, which is everything that we do, helping people find the help they need. We always try to think very clearly about what the audience might do while they're listening. Normally they're on headphones 
and normally doing something else, like exercising, commuting, or brushing their teeth. Okay, that last one is pretty specific, which is why toothpaste brand Zendium created short podcasts that children could listen to while brushing their teeth. But they have very short attention spans, so what do you do? Here's Paul Bartley, Global Marketing Manager at Unilever, Zendium's parent company. Good morning, sunshine. It's toothbrushing time. Let's all have some fun. Get your toothbrush and squeeze a little toothpaste on. Is your grown-up helper ready too? Come on, everyone. I'm going to tell you a story as you brush your teeth today. It only takes two minutes, then you'll be ready to play. Sometimes um, brushing teeth actually is a chore many times. And we thought that bringing some, uh, some content that uh, you could play alongside it could actually improve a healthy habit, which is for you brushing your teeth. And uh, by doing so also, it can help us as a brand to talk about the things that matter to us. Again, how you can um, live healthier, how you can balance your own body and your, your health. And that was the, the whole intent behind two minutes of, of Zen. We are also partnering with NGOs like Children with Cancer in the, in the UK to, to help those um, the, the little ones uh, when they're going through um, very um, intense, um, difficult moments for their health to also keep up with their good oral health, uh, good mouth health. And because of that partnership, we realized that, um, you know, to help kids to brush and to brush well, there is always education needed to be done. And um, education can be a bit boring for kids. So instead, if we played it in a, in a fun way, in a way that, that then they, they learn themselves how to reach all the areas in their mouth, do it in a, in a respectful way with, uh, with their mouths, in a fun way, we can actually improve their habits alongside the work that we do for adults, which of course is more about um, what else can you do with those two minutes that are, are a chore for, for this one is more educational uh, and make it accessible for parents and kids in a moment. Again, if you think about evening brushing, which tends to be the one you skip, it's not a moment that you want to keep, uh, put your kid with a lot of uh, technology in between. So audio and, 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 and voice led content is less intrusive, uh, less time of, of screen for kids uh, compared to other, um, other things that they can do, watching a video. It felt very natural and, and therefore we, we, we said let's expand um, the Two Minutes of Zen into, into kids as well. The producer for Two Minutes of Zen was Alex Kenning. He enjoyed himself. There was a huge amount of uh, sound effects in there. I actually spent a long time digging through the wonders of the internet, finding these sound effects. Luckily, I wasn't forced to make any of them myself. Although at one point, uh, I was trying to find the right air when someone opens their mouth, and I, I did resort to asking my 13-year-old niece. Um, but yeah, it was just about really finding the right sounds for, for what, we, what we were going for. Obviously, some are quite easy, you know, the boing of a bouncing ball or maybe the sound of a, you know, the sound of a cat, although there's lots of different versions of a cat sound. And then um, things which are a bit more difficult to portray, like the sound of, there's a bit in the script, which is um, the icky, sticky bits get going. Um, as you're brushing your teeth so it was how to portray that kind of imagery and I went for some footsteps and just you know turned it down in volume basically so it just sounds like the the uh, the steps are walking away so I was able to get quite creative with that but yeah certainly uh, very grateful for the internet to, to find all of these sounds. Sticking with the theme of where people are listening NFU Mutual are the UK's largest farming insurers and they discovered that farmers listen to loads of podcasts 
not necessarily when they're brushing their teeth, we don't think we have that insight, but when they're in the field. But a podcast about farming, that felt like it needed a creative approach that took it outside. Our producer on this is Jeff Bird, who loves a bit of storytelling. Podcasts are established now, but there's still so much room to play within the kind of boundaries and and extend those boundaries and work out how useful those storytelling devices can be. For me, I'm tired of listening to studio conversations with no, with just artificial kind of sound effects. And, you know, it's been done brilliantly, but I love getting out and about. And that's what I've missed most in, in lockdown, getting you to record in the outdoors and meeting people in their environments. I think that does bring something. I think the storytelling devices are really wonderful because that's actually how we understand the world. I think what's really interesting is when you apply it to branded podcasts more than podcasts in general. And Charlie Greenwood of NFU Mutual was also keen on creating a podcast that got our feet muddy. When we first started playing those those first few episodes, so the first episode we did, Linden Farms in Leicestershire, where that farming family had gone into agricultural contracting. As part of our planning for that episode, it was really obvious that we couldn't possibly ask that family to come to a studio. We, were, you know, we, we needed to go and actually speak to them on the actual farm because you know, Simon, who was you know, managing the business, in between talking to us, he was sort of taking calls and, and sort of directing traffic. He was trying to run his own business. So it meant that we, that we had to be on the farm with him. But then we got that, that really good sort of audio experience. Um, so obviously we were you know, very safety conscious, but there was machinery moving around all the time. We were in different locations. So it, it just really helped with that, getting that sort of really rich, that rich story. And then obviously with, with Will's help, storytelling wasn't necessarily something that was part of, that was an original objective. We just wanted to find out about the, about the diversification and the background to it. But actually, because um, Will was able to, to really sort of relate to the customers that we were speaking to, it meant that it, it turned into much more of a storytelling piece because there was always a reason for the diversification, the process to go through to actually you know, get the sort of new business up and running, what the challenges were, and then what the, what the result was as well. And then it sort of meant that the, the series really progressed nicely, where it was all about visiting the customers within their natural settings. And that's how we got to, to Port Nellen, where that family farm had needed to diversify into offering speedboat tours on Loch Lomond. Um, so yeah, we, we turned up there, the most idyllic sort of autumnal morning looking out over Loch Lomond. We knew the background to the to the family and the diversification. So we were just sort of thinking, is he going to let us go on the speedboat? And, uh, and he did. But it meant, we, meant that we got that um, audio experience. Away from the farm, but still very much out and about, the Big Steel investigated the crimes of Vladimir Putin. It could have been worthy. It could have sounded very Radio 4. So how do you get the right balance? We spent a long time with the client and with our team working out exactly how to attack the brief. And the producer was Martin Points Roberts. Gavin and I, when we started this, thought, OK, let's ask the questions we would as journalists. So we know that Putin is bad. We think Putin is bad. But is he really? Has he done some good? Because, you know, I remember when he came to when he was elected, there were people saying, oh, yeah, he's going to be you know, a real, a real fresh opportunity for entrepreneurship and business. There are people, I'm sure, that still believe that. We realised very early on that, 
we don't have to do that. We don't have to put forward this view that, well, you know, he may have murdered X number of people, but what about what he's done for this, that and the other? The fact is we could we could really take the story and tell it in its full warts and all reality, I think. Uh, I, there was no one saying, you can't say that, you can't say that. Obviously, speaking to the client, yes, they <laughs> we take a lead from them. But that was a really nice relationship built up between myself, Gavin, Jonathan, and you, Neil, to an extent as well, is that everything was very open and clear. We, we let Jonathan know exactly what we were doing, and we all wanted the best for the product to get the get the story told and really go into the detail to say, you know, this is what's going on. Almost none of our clients have ever made podcasts before. So our first step is to have a kickoff meeting where we consider all our format options together with the client. Jonathan Hill led the big steal from the client side and we sat down to create the format. From our first meeting, it just felt right. And I think that trust is absolutely critical because what are you doing? You are taking something that is very precious to you, your story, and you are giving that to somebody else to handle and retell. And that requires a small leap of faith on our part, and we we took that leap of faith, uh, but also a huge degree of trust that the team you're working with is going to look after that story and retell it faithfully, uh, faithfully to to the truth and to the people that were involved. The world of B2B podcasts can sometimes be especially dry. Discussions, interviews and panels form the backbone of many industry podcast series. And of course, many do a great job. But it's still important to try and land on a format and a hook that gives your series some structure and purpose. PR and content company Propeller Group have been making their series, The Dog and Bone, for nearly three years. Chairman Martin Lote sat down with us to create a format that would bring in big industry names, as well as be an attractive and practical production approach. We realised that we did want to get some quite senior guests, certainly from our world of um, media advertising, marketing, retail and related technology. And a lot of them are very, very busy. They're not professionally publicising any, any any story and getting them across town to a studio in the, in the days when people used to go into London to work, if you remember those was uh, you know a bit of a challenge so we kind of hedged our bets and thought well some of them will be on the will, might be on the phone so we thought well maybe the podcast could start off as a phone call between two senior people who kind of know each other almost like catching up on what happened to them that that week or that month uh, and so we called it the dog and bone as a code for a phone so that if we needed it to, it to be a phone call we, we'd sort of pre-describe why that should be as it happened we picked up a bit of momentum and with your help um, and brilliant expertise in the studios that we used, we were able to start to attract people to come into the studio um, in, in, in the middle of London. And so we realised after a few, and it's been an evolution, that uh, we could dial down the kind of phone call aspect and actually make it a studio-delivered conversation between two people. The reason we had the two-people type of format, certainly at the beginning, was being the humble souls that we are. We knew that not that many people really wanted to hear what Propeller or its people had to say. They're much more interested in what some of our senior guests, I mean, the very first podcast, we had the chief exec of uh, TSB Bank at the time and gave a very good interview with a board director of um, Reach PLC newspapers who he worked with at the time. So the idea was to get two really senior people chatting together because uh, they could add more value for our listeners than 
we could ourselves. In a strange way, often the audience is actually is actually the guests. You know, so if if, if I'm in a you know I'm in a room for an hour and a half with the chief executive of the FT and the Guardian, you know that that's that's pretty good sort of networking from Propeller's point of view. And you know, obviously, we'd love the listeners to be in the in the in the in the you know the tens of thousands. But even if it's not, it's it's useful for a Propeller to have that kind of ear of those people. And finally, how do you tell the story of a 50-year-old academic study? involving people who are largely all in their 80s. You give it a big old sonic kick. That's how. Music, sound effects, archive, the lot. Here's our producer Martin Points-Roberts again to talk about 50 years of living in Britain for UCL. I, I kind of do these things because I think, oh, what would I like to hear? What's going what's gonna to make me smile and you know, give me that information? How do I present that information in a different way? And so using music, using sound effects, it kind of brought the whole thing alive. And that was the nice thing about... One thing we did set out to do, the nice thing about how we went about planning every episode was as we had a decade for each episode, we had 70s, 80s, 90s, we found library music which was suitable for each decade. So we had like a glam rock stomp for the 1970s, very, very electronic, upbeat 80s tune, a 90s kind of Britpop style anthem and uh, 2000s kind of, I can't remember what that was, was it a grime beat? I can't remember. But anyway, we then used those those voices, those memories of the cohort and, and just laid them over. So we had things like in the 90s, memories about the Happy Mondays and the Stone Roses, Euro 96, and people just remembering those things that really got into their, into their, under their skin. In the 80s, we had people talking about Thatcher, Band-Aid, nuclear war, threat of nuclear war, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, you know, and, and even E.T. And, you know, all those things that made you think of the 80s with a nice bit, with a nice, with a, with a song that really, you know, was evocative of that time. So to me, it was a no-brainer because I love working with music in podcasts and, and, you either love it or hate it, I think. I think there are more people that love it. And I think it really does set it aside from a straight documentary. It just shows that there's more thought about listener experience and trying to entertain. So I hope that's been useful. Your branded podcast hangs on a format that's enjoyable, interesting, and brings the topic to life. Podcasts shouldn't be a succession of two old white men sat around an iPhone. They're the embodiment of your brand in audio form. So we'll lean on your insight and you can lean on our expertise and creativity to make something great. If you'd like to explore how your business can create a unique podcast series, please do find out more about us at freshairproduction.co.uk. In the meantime, that was Fresh Ears. I've been Neil Cowley. Thank you very much for listening. Fresh Air.